Today is Wednesday, March the 16th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down last night's big victory at Founders Park as South Carolina moves to 10-6 and overall early in this 2022 baseball season, taking down the running Bulldogs by a final score of 12 to nothing. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety, give my full takeaways, thoughts. Also, we'll name our TSUS midweek MVP, and I'll talk what's next for the Yardcocks as well. Also, guys, of course, Football is in the air as Shane Beamer and the boys have officially hit the practice field. I will break down my top five storylines for South Carolina football entering spring practice. Again, guys, we have got a packed show, a really exciting show for you guys here in this Wednesday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show store. Guys, TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Be sure to stay tuned to all of our latest drops and new merch items, including T-shirts, long sleeves, tank tops, hoodies, pullovers, koozies, stickers, flags, you name it. We got it. Again, everything you need to satisfy your Gamecock merchandise craving. Again, that's TSUS.store, TSUS.store. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you all tuning in on this hump day. We have got a lot to get into here on this Wednesday. And again, guys, I hope the show does find you. I don't matter where you are, what you are doing. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Your continued love and support this week. Hope you're having a fantastic week. And again, as we continue to count down to the weekend, as I told you all, TSUS hitting the road. I'm very excited. My first ever trip to Knoxville, Tennessee. So again, looking forward to that. Before we 
do, though. We got a lot to discuss here on this Wednesday. Before we dive into everything, though, a couple quick reminders, housekeeping items, if you will. Tonight, of course, we are live at 10 Roofs, 6 to 8, $3 drafts. $3 Rumple, $3 Fireball, great food, great people, great times. Again, guys, we're at 10 Roof in the Vista, so be sure to check us out there. Again, guys, it's always a good time. Also, one quick thing before we get going, guys, you might have already heard it. As I told you all, we were migrating or we have migrated from our Red Circle hosting platform over to this new hosting platform, Blue Wire. And as I told you why that's a big deal on the business side is because they are going to help us obtain national partnership and national ads within the podcast. Well, you've probably started to hear these dynamic ads, which is a great thing, by the way. If you hear them in different places, I am playing with different insertion points and exactly what that means is where they will go within the podcast so that the flow is smooth and it's not some kind of like weird cutoff or it's not starting the show with an ad, if you will. So again, guys, uh, just be wary of that. Those are supposed to be there. Those are the dynamic ads. And again, that is a positive for the business. So again, like I told you guys, those are the ads that I warned you about with our Blue Wire platform. But again, nothing but a positive. And again, we appreciate those fine folks over Blue Wire. And I appreciate you all tuning in. By the way, I, I, I realize there's probably many of you that used to tune in on YouTube each and every single day that are now tuning in on some platform, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. If you are doing that, let me just remind you to please continue to tune in, but also subscribe. You'll get the notifications when the podcast drops daily. And again, of course, guys, we drop a show. Monday through Friday, so you do not want to miss out on the podcast. Be sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date with the latest podcast when they do drop. And again, appreciate you all rolling with the punches, being cool with everything, and tuning in. All right, without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and dive into it. We're going to start on the diamond as South Carolina got a big 12 nothing win over Gardner Webb last night in seven innings, by the way. You know, it's crazy. Uh, Michael Esposito got the strikeout, and I thought, hey, we're going to the bottom of the seventh, what have you. But nope, the game was over. South Carolina wins the game by run rule 12 to nothing after seven innings. And again, guys, I I'm not going to talk your ear off about this one because South Carolina did exactly what they should have done. Again, you were taking on a team, Gardner-Webb, from the Big South, not a great team. We broke down the statistics yesterday and everything else. And, you know, you really just took care of business. And, again, I do not take that for granted. I applaud this team for taking care of business in the manner in which they did. I mean, you look at the box score. You score a run in each and every single inning. You took the plate, one in the first, two in the second, one in the third, four in the fourth, one in the fifth, and then three more in the sixth. Twelve runs, ten hits for the Gamecocks, no runs, and five hits for Gardner-Webb. Guys, offensively, I told you all. After the Clemson series, even after the Xavier game, which, you know, you feel like all it takes is one weekend, guys. That's the beauty of baseball, right? Things can change so quickly. And you look at last night, by the way, on a night where a lot of ranked teams lost, including that team in the upstate, by the way, and also Texas losing the call to Charleston. You don't take midweek wins for granted. So, again, you know, it's crazy how one weekend – one day, just some positive momentum. You start to feel good about yourself, how you feel like it can turn around your ball club. And I feel like that's kind of what you're seeing right now, guys. And I told you earlier in the season, I really wasn't too worried, overly worried about the sticks. Not in the sense that, you know, I think we're a ball club. It's going to hit 330 in SEC play and we don't have any issues or problems or we're not going to go into slumps. But I really felt like, I felt like with the quality of hitters that you do have, that, 
you know, things were going to come together. And you're starting to see that. You know, Brant Belk is a man possessed right now on fire, of course, hitting a home run of the first pitch of the game. Michael Braswell continues to do Michael Braswell things going two for three last night with two ribbies. What I really love to see is the continued progression of a guy like Carson Hornung, who was in the DH last night, who's going to continue to be in the DH and be in the outfield. Uh, a guy like Elijah Lambros, again, who is – going to continue to come along. He's going to continue to play in the outfield for you. You know, these younger dudes, you know, you saw Lee Croy over the weekend do great things against Texas. You're starting to see these guys get really comfortable with themselves. You're starting to see them come into their own. Again, you're not going to draw conclusions from a game against Gardner-Webb, but you just love starting to see these young guys starting to see a lot of success. Because, again, all it takes, you know, the the the, the, the age-old argument, you know, is the chicken or the egg conversation, basically. What do you need first, right? Confidence or success? Because it takes a lot of confidence to be successful, but when you have success, it builds more confidence, right? It compounds on each other. And so for guys like Lambros, Hornung, these young dudes to start having some success, you know, especially a guy like Lambros, who started the season out so slow, if you will, to see the recent success for him, nothing but a positive for this ball club. So again, guys, top to bottom, you did your thing. I mean, Kevin Madden, you'd love to see him two for three with two ribbies and a home run. He's starting to heat up ahead of SEC play. And again, guys, I told you before, a guy I was excited about in the preseason, someone coming from Virginia Tech who hit 313 for the Hokies. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a key piece for you and a veteran bat in the middle of that lineup in SEC play. Of course, Andrew Eister continues to do his thing, two for four with two RBI. Uh, Braylon Wimmer with the O for tonight, but whatever. Either way, some, not, not, some, somebody's got to go without a hit, right? But either way, uh, tons of dudes contributing on the offensive side. And then on the mound, you know, kudos to your guys that threw Aiden Hunter, Kate Austin, and Michael Esposito. You know, Aiden Hunter continues to evolve, guys. Of course, he was our key player going in the game. Four innings pitched, four hits, no runs, no earn, one walk, and three strikeouts for him. Um, you know, I tell you what, Aiden Hunter, if there's one thing I can say about Aiden Hunter, he's brave. <laughs> this man is brave. He loves the spotlight. He loves – fielding his position because I don't know if there's a guy on this roster who has had, who's had more comebackers hit at him and he continues to field his position beautifully. I don't know. I, it's just something I noticed, but either way, Aiden Hunter, the stuff is good. Love the change up. The breaking ball was sharp. Um, he's going to be a guy that can, can continue to develop and is going to throw a lot of meaningful innings for you this year. Kate Austin, I thought that was honestly as good as he looked all season. And again, guys, it's Gardner-Webb. Take it with a grain of salt. But still, I thought the stuff looked really good. That's about as explosive as I've seen the fastball look all season. Two innings pitch, one hit, four strikeouts for him. And then, guys, I'll tell you this. I know he hasn't thrown great this year. But Michael Esposito, to me, um, and if you're not familiar with the name, because, again, he hasn't thrown a lot, but the lefty that closed out the game last night, Michael Esposito, to me, is a guy that if he can find the strike zone consistently, he's got as good a stuff as anybody on this staff. Truly. I mean, we're talking a guy, his last pitch of the game was 95 miles an hour from the left side. And he's got that funky delivery, if you will, that makes it really tough on hitters, and it's really deceptive. I, I would love to. I think he's sort of the sleeper of the bullpen. I, I would just, man, I, the stuff is so good. You know what I mean? I, I would love to see Esposito evolve and come into his own because, again, I, I love the stuff. You're talking 93, 94 from the left side, guys. That will play against anybody. I don't care if it's Texas. I don't care if it's SEC play. That will play against anybody. The key, though, for him – 
is just throwing strikes, is getting ahead in counts, is filling up the zone. You know, I think with those mechanics, it's a little funky. Sometimes the arm kind of lags behind. You see the arm dragging, and he's all over the place. But I'm telling you, if this dude can locate, that stuff will work against anybody in the entire country. So, again, definitely keep an eye on Michael Esposito, the lefty, coming out of the bullpen later this season. But either way, guys, a great win. Again, you take care of your business. The biggest thing was attacking the midweek and approaching the midweek the right way. And from what I saw from the guys last night, it was ho-hum. We're taking care of our business. Um, you know, we don't care who the opponent is. We're going to go out and do our thing. And certainly you do that in a 12 nothing win, a seven-inning 12 to nothing win. And again, most importantly, guys, you keep that positive momentum and positive energy going into a very pivotal weekend, which we'll talk about in just a second. First, let's talk TSUS midweek MVP. And of course, in a game where you win 12 nothing, there's a lot of candidates, but I wanted to switch it up. A guy that hasn't gotten quite as much love and has not won any sort of MVP awards at this point. I'm going to give it to Elijah Lambros. I think the youngster had a great night. One for two, three ribbies, legion ribbies, one walk in the night. But the quality of at-bats is really what stands out to me. You know, this dude's getting comfortable. You can tell he's getting comfortable at the plate, and the at-bats are really competitive ABs. You know, he had a situation in which he didn't get a base knock, but he battled, he battled, he battled with two strikes. Guess what happened, guys? He puts the ball in play. He beats out the grounder on the double play and a run scores. It's little things like that that go a long way in winning baseball games. So, again, congratulations, youngster Elijah Lambros, our TSUS midweek MVP for his performance against the running Bulldogs. And, of course, guys, that leads us into what is next. And we know what's next. South kind of travels to Tennessee to take on the volunteers at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Of course, guys, I told you earlier, yours truly will be there this weekend. Going to be at all three games, and I absolutely cannot wait to take in the baseball this weekend. Going to be a ton of fun. But, uh, you know, it gets real, right? You know, obviously, I, I, I will say this. What makes me feel good about going in this weekend, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow when we break down the series against Tennessee, but the fact that you've already played Clemson, You've already played Texas. You know, it's not like you've just been playing nobody. So, Tennessee certainly an offensive juggernaut. Are, are they going to throw anything at you that Texas did not? I think they're one of the best teams in college baseball just in a different way. I think offensively, you look at the numbers. Of course, again, we'll break them all down tomorrow more. But they basically are number one in every offensive category. So, South kind of will have their hands full. But, again, guys, this is why you come to Carolina. You know, you go on the road – a huge pivotal SEC series going to be a ton of fun up there in Knoxville. Again, guys, can't wait to cover it and break it all down and have content bleeding out the eyeballs for you guys as we hit the road. The Rowdy Roosters invading Lindsey Nelson. Cannot wait. Guys, uh, let's move from the diamond to the gridiron as South Carolina football returns the field for spring practice. Before we do, though, guys, I got to tell you about our latest sponsor, our newest sponsor, the best real estate agent and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. Of course, guys, I'm talking about Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Coldwell Banker, and they're a proud sponsor of the Spurs Up show. Guys, this team helped over 250 families last year. They worked with both buyers and sellers in Columbia and the surrounding areas. They do premium advertising to sell your home faster, high quality pictures and video. And in 2021, they sold homes for on average 5.4% more than the competition. Now, right now, guys, we're in a seller's market, right? But they're able to get buyers under contract in new homes by being available to show homes as soon as they hit the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers that meet the needs and wants of the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process 
to ensure they make it to the closing table without a hitch. Guys, give Marissa a call today. Her number, 803-406-1800. Also, go like her Facebook page. And also, guys, be sure you like the Facebook page because we're going to be collabing soon for some giveaways, TSUS merch, some other things, things you're going to be want to be very well aware of. The Facebook is at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor on Facebook. Again, guys, if you're in the market, you're looking for an agent, you're looking for a team, look no further. The best real estate agent, the best real estate team in the local Columbia area, that's Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Colwell Banker. And again, guys, we appreciate their love and support of the Spurs Up show. All right, let's move, guys, on to the gridiron. Like I said, football is officially in the air as spring practice has begun. Shane Beamer's second spring practice in Columbia, South Carolina. And in the spirit of spring ball, I thought, you know what? Why not? And I definitely want to hear you guys' thoughts and your feedback on this because, again, these are going to be my top five storylines, things I'm most looking forward to entering spring practice. But yours might be different. So, again, let's go ahead. Let's dive into it. My top five storylines entering spring practice And these aren't necessarily ranked one through five, you know, one being the most impactful or most important and number five being the least. But what I've listed at number one, (laughs) I think we would all agree is the top storyline. And how can it not be? And that is Spencer Rattler. The internet absolutely lost its mind yesterday when video and pictures and just simply content of Spencer Rattler at practice was posted, and rightfully so, right? The hope and the optimism and just the shining light that a new quarterback like this brings to your program, um, it it cannot be overstated just how big of a deal that is. But again, guys, I, I just can't wait to, you know, continue to hear about and watch the evolution of Spencer Rattler within Gamecocks football, the way he gets acclimated with his teammates in the offense, his overall performance. And of course, guys, it's going to culminate in that spring game and actually getting to see him in person in the garnet and black, rocking the block C. It's like, it's almost right now, it's still almost kind of surreal. Even seeing him in the pictures, even seeing the videos, you almost have to pinch yourself and be like, dude, we went from the quarterback room being somewhat of a liability to now we have Spencer Rattler. So, I mean, obviously, I think that's without a doubt the top storyline, keeping up with his progression, everything he's doing with Gamecocks football. And again, guys, uh, the buzz and excitement around kind of football right now is at an all-time high. And one of the main reasons I would say I think we'd all agree is because of Spencer Rattler. With that being said, my second top storyline for spring football, and it has a lot to do with the Gamecocks quarterback, and that is just the evolution of the offensive scheme. Now, guys, Here's the thing with these storylines, right? We're not out there every single day. We're not out at practice. So, you know, we can really only go off of what coaches tell us, what players tell us, and then what we see in the spring game. But especially in the spring game, and again, the little bit they show us, but how does the scheme change with all of these new additions and a brand new quarterback and, you know, the return of Marcus Satterfield? And of course, guys, you know, we talk make or break years. You got to do this or do that to keep your job. This is a make-or-break year for Marcus Satterfield because I think it was definitely split down the middle in regards to folks wanting him back. But, of course, he is back as your OC. How does the offensive scheme – how does it change from year one 
to year two, where the things they were not able to instill or put in the playbook because of it being year one, and you're kind of drinking water of a fire hose, and, and you're not able to do exactly everything you want to do. Is it more of the same of what we saw last year, or are you able to open things up more because of your new additions and a new quarterback and you know another year in the system? Going to be really interesting to see and just hear from the guys of how that is going and how that evolves on the offensive side. Another big storyline for me, guys, speaking of – New additions. That to me is a huge storyline. Keeping up with the new additions. You talk about the freshmen, you talk about the transfer portal, I and mean, all the guys you added in the portal. Um, just keeping up with their progression, who's standing out, of course, guys. You know, we of course we we try to listen for any little thing of coaches saying, like this guy's standing out, that guy's standing out, you know, this, this, whatever. Um, but certainly that's what we'll be doing again. You know, you, you think on the defensive side of a guy like Devonnie Reed and Terrell Dawkins and and, you know, a host of others in the offensive side, of course, Antoine Wells Jr. and the running back from Columbia and, and uh, you know, others. Obviously, Spencer Rattler's a, a transfer portal guy. And you think a freshman, you know, Anthony Rose and Keenan Nelson Jr. on the defensive side. And, and uh, you know, a lot of key players for you that I think are going to play a lot. So, again, just keeping an ear out and obviously in the spring game, looking for those new additions, how, how they become acclimated. Do they start to emerge as players for you, as playmakers? Again, believe it or not, it starts right now in spring practice so we're getting excited to hear from those guys also guys another big storyline just let's move to number four speaking of newcomers speaking of position battles we'll get into that more later in the week the top position battles to watch for my fourth top storyline is this you know we've joked we've joked over the course of the offseason the Gamecocks have like 17 running backs now like it's absurd the amount of running backs you have at this point um but it's a good problem to have right you have plenty of options you have plenty of guys are going to fight for playing time my fourth top storyline is just simply who emerges in the running back room. You know, we heard Shane Beamer say yesterday that Marshawn Lloyd's playing with a chip on his shoulder and he's got a lot to prove. And, of course, you add a guy like Christian Beal Smith from Wake Forest. You bring back Juju McDowell. You add Lavoisier Carroll over from Georgia. So, again, guys, there's a lot of options and a lot of quality options in that running back room but only one or two guys can get carries, guys. It's going to be really hard to rotate four or five running backs and give them all carries and keep them all happy. So, again, who begins to emerge and who begins to separate themselves as the top running back or top running backs, if you will, in that room? I'm really excited for that position. Again, guys, not to play spoiler, but that's certainly going to be when we talk top position battles to watch for. That is going to be one of the big ones because, again, you know what you got. You feel like you know what you got in Juju McDowell. Marshawn Lloyd's got a lot to prove. Christian Beale Smith was a stud at Wake Forest. Lavoisier Carroll was a five-star prospect. So, I mean, there is a ton of moving pieces there in that room. There's a ton of talent. And, again, iron sharpens iron. That's what we all hope for when it comes to the Gamecocks ball carriers as we go throughout the spring. And, guys, my final storyline that I'm most looking forward to, uh, most intrigued to see, is on the defensive side. And I think we're all just kind of looking at defense saying, oh, you know, Clayton White's got it, no big deal, not even worried about it. But, you know, anytime you lose the guys you lost, you know, J.J. and Igbari up front, you lose Jalen Foster in the back end. For me, it's about who is the new leader on this defense? You know, I think you've got obviously Sherrod Green, who's hurt right now dealing with injury. But, you know, I look at a guy like Cam Smith. I look at guys that Shane Beamer pointed out yesterday, of the Jordan Birches, the Jordan Strawns, guys that need to emerge. They need to step up. They need to have their best years in Garnet and Black. Who are those dudes? Who are those leaders? Who are the guys that evolve into those leaders and really take over? You know, I'll never forget Ernest Jones coming out in a media availability in the spring. He said, this is my defense. 
And just hearing a guy say something like that and step up as a leader, I, I just that, 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 that speaks volumes, deafening volumes to me. So, again, who's going to be that dude that when the going gets tough, hey, he gets going, the tough get going, he gets the defense going, he keeps everybody positive, keeps everybody optimistic, keeps everybody excited. Who are going to be those leaders on that defensive side that start to emerge? Guys that we hear about from Clayton White and the defensive coaches. I'll be really intrigued to see who those guys are as we navigate through spring ball. So, again, guys, my top five storylines entering spring practice, Spencer Rattler, evolution of the offensive scheme, new additions both from the freshman class and the transfer portal, who emerges in the running back room, and the new leaders stepping up on defense. Who are they? So, again, guys, I would love to hear from you all. Your thoughts, your top storylines in regards to Gamecocks football as we have a good through spring practice. Also, if you want to give your thoughts on the win over Gardner-Webb last night, looking ahead to SEC play again, guys, I love the banter with you all, whether it be via DM, whether it be via text on our text line, whatever it is, would love to hear from you. And also, guys, before we close out here, uh, shout out to those that I saw last night at Founders Park, man. Again, it, it's just truly a blessing, and it's incredible. You know, every time I go to a Gamecock sporting event, getting to interact with the Rowdy Roosters and people who support the show and show love and uh, you know, I had somebody tell me, I, I, I forgot his name. I, I think it was like Nick or something. I, I, I apologize, but I hope he knows who, I, who I'm uh, talking about. I had a guy come up to me at the game and asked for a selfie. And he said, yeah, my, my nephew, you know, he, li he listens to the show every single night on the way to work. So, sir, if you're tuned in right now, my man, uh, I apologize if I forgot your name. My, my brain's going a thousand miles an hour. But thank you, sir, for your love and support. And everybody else that tunes in, man, I can't say enough good things. I truly appreciate it. And without you guys... Uh, TSUS wouldn't be what it is, what it's becoming. And it, it's just truly a blessing, man. I mean, I, I can't say it enough. Um, I'm extremely grateful. I never stop being grateful. I, I wake up every day feeling like I'm the luckiest person in the world that I get to do what I do and, and pursue my passions and my dreams and, and fulfill those things and, and really fuel my passions and dreams and, and, and what I'm passionate about. And it, it's just, it's a blessing beyond words. And again, guys, I'll never take it for granted. So again, thank you all so much. But again, would love to hear from you on the topics we discussed today, whether that be via DM, tweet, uh, text line, you want to call, leave a voicemail, what have you, whatever you want to do, you guys are more than welcome to do that. But again, guys, hey, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Be sure to come out to 10 Roof tonight, 6 to 8 in the Vista. Would love to see you out there. Outside of that, stay tuned to all the content, content bleeding out the eyeballs. You guys have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 